Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 48 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside San Jose Sharks prospect and Barry Colt superstar, Ethan Cardwell. Cards, what's up? Not too much, man. Um, just hanging out in my uh, my bedroom right now, just chilling, just getting ready. I uh, had a good Thanksgiving with the family. Nice to go home for a little bit and uh, just kind of preparing for the upcoming games this weekend. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving, bro? Like, what, what did you get up to see the family and all that? Yeah, no, I went uh, went to our family, friends, hunt camp, so enjoyed a few days there. Not too much service, so kind of got away from everything, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. And then, um, other than that, had had family uh, back at home in Curtis, and we did our little Thanksgiving there too. So a lot of fun to just see all the uh, familiar faces and family. It's always nice to uh, go home to for sure. How about you? What did you get up to? Well, it's actually funny. I've been talking about this a lot this year, but now I've never had a Thanksgiving. Like I've never celebrated or whatever until this year. Um, and I just assumed no one celebrated Thanksgiving just cause I never did growing up. I was just like, I just, I don't know. So I thought everyone was like me. And it turns out I was the weird one who never had a Thanksgiving. My parents just like never, we never did it, but we had my first, uh, Thanksgiving this one. Uh, this year so it was fun got a, a bit of leftover turkey I've been eating here uh, it was just good to go back home and stuff like you said and uh, hang out with the parents and my brother and stuff so it was fun man a lot of food I had a good time um, but yeah let's talk about the beginning of the OHL season obviously like tougher start for the Colts um, 0-2 to start but do you just want to touch on like you know what's going on you guys have a really good team so I'm sure you'll bounce right back it's a, it's a little bit of a slow start, but um, we have such a good team and such a great group of guys here that uh, I have no doubt in my mind we're going to bounce back this weekend. And like we talk about later on in the interview, everyone's got to get their feet wet. We're all coming from different places. We haven't played in a long time, got to get used to each other. So I think it's a little bit of that early on in the year, just kind of situating everything, and then uh, we'll go from there. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we got we got no uh, no worries in our locker room or anything like that. We're, uh, we're just looking forward to the challenge of uh, – kind of digging ourselves back up uh, and moving up that leaderboard. Oh, yeah. And I think it's this Sunday or this weekend you play in Niagara at some point soon? Um, Next Thursday in Niagara, and you're going to be there. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm off at the day. But, yeah, I will be there. Um, so I'll be there, and the whole Brock University hockey team is going to be there as well. Um, now we can drop our guest, Ty Tulio, signed by the Edmonton Oilers, captain of the Oshawa Generals. Um, Pretty, pretty good interview, and I'm excited to get that one to you guys. Um, what else did I want to say? I, I had noted down, noted down, I know you were probably going to mention it as well, but Fett's friend of the show, Cole Perfetti, going to make his NHL debut Wednesday when this podcast comes out. So uh, exciting for that. You want to talk about that? Yeah, bro, I was so excited. Like we always say, man, like good things actually happen. Like it's actually crazy how <laughs> things are working like that, man. And uh like JT obviously off to a tear in the old like showbound alum and stuff. So yeah. um, I love how we call them alum too. That fires me up. Like showbound. Yeah. <laughs> and like Fetz called me today and like I was like, it was a weird time. Like normally, like if he's calling me, like it's at night, we'll just like discuss like what's going on or something like that. And he called me midday because he wasn't sure. Like he was he was unsure if he might have been going to the AHL or whatnot. And <clears throat> he calls me and he goes, I, he goes, hey, how's it going? I go, not much, you. Like, what, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I'm I'm playing tomorrow in Anaheim. And then I was, like, so fired up for him. So he, he's really excited. And I know I'm looking forward to watching the game, and I'm sure everybody is. And I know uh, he, he's in a good spot in the lineup, too, where he can uh, where he can put up some numbers, hopefully. Yeah, all our listeners are, like, full <laughs> Perfetti fans, from what I understand. Like, every time he's on, it's a monster episode, and everyone's, like, commenting on it and stuff. So – I, I'm going to watch it too. I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, it, I have, uh, what else? Yeah, I, I was going to mention JT, actually, Jack Thompson, uh, lighting it up already. But there was there was one story I wanted to bring up because it was funny because I just went to get one of my suits dry cleaned because we got our first preseason game Thursday this week. And I have a quick funny story that uh, I wanted to bring up. So it was back with my first year as the general manager of the Brock team here, which was 2017-2018. Uh, and we we went to the national championship that year like we were good and i remember uh we we played york in the game to like go if we win we like qualify for the national championship for sure it was the semifinals if we win we play against 
Miguel for the championship, but the top two teams automatically qualify. Anyway, so we, we beat York in that game uh, to qualify and it was like champagne party in the locker room and stuff. And my suit got all ruined, like obviously, you know, hugging sweaty guys and just getting champagne and beer poured on me and stuff. And we ended up going to the, the bar that night, like everyone in their soaked suits. Actually, it was pretty funny, but um, we played McGill two days later in the championship. And I have a thing I did it in Barry too, where like, if I win in a suit, I keep it for the next game. A lot of people <laughs> kind of like have a similar thing. And my, like I said, my suit was just ruined and drenched. And I took it to the dry cleaner and he said it was going to be three days, like one day after the championship. Uh, and I needed to wear that same suit. And I said to him, I was like, I'm the general manager of the Brock men's hockey team. Like we're, this is my tradition. Like I wear the same suit or whatever. I need this done because we're playing against McGill in the finals. I have the game ticket here signed by Clint Windsor, who is a Syracuse crunch contract guy, <laughs> kind of nasty for the YouTube viewers. Um, and he was like, Oh, I went to Brock. Like I love the hockey team. I'll get it done by the end of the day. And he got it done for me. And you don't get that at like in U sports, right? Like that's an, an OHL move. Like if you pulled that, like you'd work, mm-hmm. but you don't get that stuff at this level. So it was like the coolest feeling. And I just wanted to tell yeah. that story. It was hilarious. And that's then we lost you... to the girl, by the way. Yeah. So your suit really didn't matter at the end of the day. And <laughs> that's like, it's honestly like so cool. Like those type of things, like when you do tell somebody, and I noticed that like playing in not a small city but like not a huge city like you, people know you and like you get it you get a haircut and like free haircuts at sports clubs and it's always unbelievable yeah. there it's just like the little things there that make you feel like a celebrity when actuality you're just like an average like regular person but like it's the little notoriety that makes you feel good about yourself you know yeah and that one was like yeah that one <laughs> felt good for me and that was five years ago or whatever so it was um i was only like 17 or 18 or whatever so it was cool uh which is like your age now basically i forgot how young you are yeah 19 but i'm 19 come on (laughs) anyway um yeah is there uh anything we want to talk about now actually i want to talk about squid game but we'll save it for the end yeah i think we could save that but i mean like the nhl starting is such a notable thing and like it's huge that i don't think we can really overlook it here so Let's let's do our predictions for uh, yeah. Stanley Cup winners and stuff like that. And uh, we may have to get Dregs back on the pod to uh, predict who will be in the Stanley Cup final again. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we should actually uh, reach out and maybe get him on. But I think we both have to stick with what we said in, like, January that Colorado is going to win this year. Yeah, you, you would think so, man. Like, I, I just don't see why they wouldn't. Like, they're so deep and stuff. Maybe the Sharks, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> a little little bias now at this point but <laughs> they won't win without you on the team yeah i don't know i don't know if they need me out there but uh x is definitely going to be a force i know it's his birthday on the day we're recording today uh tuesday night but uh so happy birthday to him and a nice another showbound bump for the boys another guy who's going to be making his nhl debut so super happy for him and did ozzy make the team no, Ozzy's back in junior for now, so uh, okay. oh, he's gonna dominate the dub. Yeah, we'll definitely have to keep eyes on his stats because there's no doubt he's gonna light it up in that league. And I'm, you know what, I'm excited for. I'm excited to watch the Sharks. Like I, I've never like really watched the Sharks a lot because like when in Canada, like are you staying up till ten, like and watching a West Coast team like that? Honestly, and it's never on for us. So like, I'm excited now that I have like like a relation with them. Like I'm a part of the organization. Like it's pretty cool to be able to be able to watch the games now. So I'm looking forward to that this year. Yeah. And you know, when you're watching, you got to be critical too. Like you got to be paying more attention to look at their systems, look at who's doing what, look, look not at the puck, like what the guys away from the puck are doing. Like that's the stuff that you need to do now for the Sharks specifically. Um, Stuff that like people wouldn't really think about just casually watching a game, you know? Yeah, like a lot of people wouldn't understand those things or like even clue in, but like you make a great point there. It's always like there's always such little things you can learn from. And if I could pick up anything from their players that are on the team now, it always just helps your chances of uh, becoming a pro one day. So, yeah. And uh, I guess so going back to the original question, do you is Colorado your prediction to win, too? Yeah, like, I mean, how can you not? They, They just look so good um i feel like no one's i haven't heard anyone say colorado other than us yeah i don't know but the, the, like if you i think they'd be betting favorites just because their lineup like 
Also notable news, whoever doesn't know, like McKinnon's out for the first game, at least like he uh, tested positive for COVID today. Um, I could cheer for uh, Colorado a little bit, I guess, because my one of my good buddies on Barry now, Oscar Olsen, first round draft pick of the Colorado Avalanche. So Yeah, you had a sick apple on his goal there too. Yeah, we did have a nice little connection on the goal, so we'll uh, we'll see what we can do moving forward on that. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, yeah, Colorado looks good. I mean, I want to say the Leafs, but I it's bad luck if I say the Leafs. Like I said it last year, like, but they yeah, look good, know. man. They, I don't think they're gonna win the Cup, but I think they get out of the first round this year. Yeah, but like, how do we overlook Tampa? Oh, I know Tampa's still sick. You can't overlook Tampa, man. They're actually disgusting, and I think they're going to be a force, and we're going to see that tonight on Tuesday night in the home opener. I think they're going to have a slow start, though, man. They've probably been partying <laughs> for nonstop two years. Yeah, JT told me they're looking good at camp, though, so I'll be interested to see uh, see the performance here early. But I think, like, in this half of the show, anyway, that's like that's all I got for, for NHL, anyway. I'm no yeah. Darren Drecker. Yeah, <laughs> you're on your way. Um I say we, yeah, let's send it over to Ty Tulio now. All right. And we're pleased to be joined on the pod here this week by Ty Tulio. Toolsy, how's it going? Good. I just want to say thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. And you're, uh, you're just getting back from Edmonton camp, uh, back in Oshawa now, recently named the C. So how are things going there? I mean, things are, things are taking, taking the, uh, I mean, taking the nice strides right now, obviously. It was a pretty fun couple of weeks in Edmonton, obviously skating up there with, I mean, you got McDavid and Dreisaitl out there, so it's a, a little bit of a treat to see those guys. But, I mean, things are just moving in the right direction right now, and I honestly hope to keep them going, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And obviously you've gotten yourself off to a good start to the year in terms of uh, being named captain, like I just mentioned, and then also signing a contract there at, uh, at Edmonton Camp. So can you kind of just tell us how that went down? Yeah, I mean, so like we were a little bit in the talks, um, obviously a little bit before I went to the camp. Um, uh, they saw me at the World Junior Showcase in the summer and they, they really liked how I was playing. And then um, it was kind of just back and forth from there on in. And then um, honestly, my my agent just kind of gave me the call one day and it was a little bit unexpected. And he's like, um, threw me the numbers. And honestly, there are numbers that like they kind of they opened my eyes and they sounded really good to, for myself and um we just thought it'd be best for myself and we also thought it was a great fit for myself there too like they don't have like a very depth group over there so i mean for myself to get in there and then just get acclimated with a bunch of that kind of stuff it was good and then um obviously coming back and back to oshawa and then getting named captain with Millsy. um it's a, it's a nice it's a nice uh nice also another accomplishment for myself but I mean, um, right now I'm at a pretty good high right now, and I just want to just keep things rolling, honestly. Yeah, and then one question I wanted to ask, just going back to your OHL draft. So, I mean, I mean, we'll yeah, like, so your dad is own part owner or full owner of the Oshawa Generals? Is it? Yeah, he's I think he's basically full owner. Come to this so, point. Uh, my question is: Was there any doubt? And you ended up going first round to Oshawa in the OHL draft, but was there any doubt that maybe like some team could have pulled like a move and, and taken you, or was it like a sure thing? Um, so actually, so so when so we had the eleventh uh, overall pick, Oshawa, and the Windsor at the tenth, and at the time Warren Reichel, who's basically our neighbor, he lives just across the canal from us in Windsor. We've known him for fifteen plus years, however long, and he was kind of like, he was kind of a little bit eager. He was like, he was, we, I did a couple interviews with him and stuff like that. And um, the day of the draft, he, they called us and seeing what we were doing, blah, blah. blah. And so like, I had a little bit of like a doubt in my mind, obviously I, I wouldn't have been mad with Windsor. Windsor was a good team at the time and it's obviously your hometown. So you, you're not really going to be disappointed with that. But I mean, there's obviously that little bit of doubt because my dad, and I'm sure that would have been a little bit of a, a little bit of a hate rivalry if I went there, but um, between the parents. But I mean, honestly, it, it was, uh, and I ended up going through to Oshawa. They picked Foodie before me, and at that point, it was just kind of it was a little bit of a, a reliever just to finally get to Oshawa because I know I've been around the team for at that point 13, 13 years, and now to be one of the guys, it's honestly, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, that uh, that's hilarious, actually, about right. Yeah. Side. So, like, that's really funny. Um, and then can you just tell us about your first year 
playing for the generals, like how it went for you, the ups and downs. And obviously you guys ended up on a deep run there. I mean, yeah, obviously we went on a pretty deep run. We went to the, the conference finals for our side. Um, but honestly, my first year was, we had a, we had a lot of fun. And I thought it was honestly one of the greatest years of my hockey career. And then just moving past, I like everything, like just the hockey was it's just another step. Like obviously cards, you know, too, like the first, your first year walking into the league from junior to now into the OHL, it's so different. And then it's just, it honestly was an eye opener for myself and, I obviously had a, a very, very well year that year. Um, it honestly just gave me a lot of confidence in myself and showed what I could do. And we had a lot of fun throughout the, throughout that year. I mean, we had a, we had a lot of, we had a lot of good players. We had like Stenika on the team. We had, um, we had sound, like we had guys who scored 40 plus goals all over the ice and it was just, they would score at ease. And um, just to see those guys, they would literally score three goals. Salonitra, I think that year had nine hat tricks for us. And he he just wouldn't he he wouldn't he wouldn't not score against teams and it was just like it was honestly crazy like to see those guys it's and we had we had sorry we had Salonitri who had forty nine goals Sajin who had forty something Newman who had forty something um, we had who else we had McLean who had thirty goals that year um, yeah you, you guys were actually deep. We had a really deep team, and I mean, obviously, we lost to Ottawa in the conference finals. But I mean, like they were just they, they were, were deep sick. as well. Yeah, we I lost actually, him. I want to jump in. You mentioned Newman, and it just reminded me. Newman once <laughs> told me this story, and maybe you can verify if it's true. But uh, it was, I guess, he had come to the Generals around the trade deadline or whatever. And first weekend, you guys had a three and three, and uh, maybe Rocco said something like, "If you guys win all three, because you guys." <laughs> I don't know, whatever you, you, he'll buy them all Gucci belts. And yeah, then so we, you guys uh, ended up winning yeah. and, and went through with it. Can you tell us about yeah. That? So, uh, so we went, so we were on like a pretty hot streak actually going into that weekend. I'm not a hundred percent. I think actually we were playing, we played, it was Ottawa, Ottawa, London. So like in those two teams, like they had Bush on the team, they had foodie like on London. And obviously with Ottawa, they had like unbelievable players there too. So like we played, Back, we had home and home against Ottawa, and we went two and zero there. But before the weekend started, um, right before Christmas break, um, my dad was like, "If you guys have like win these three games, like there'll be like a, a gift or something for for Christmas." And there was like we had a little, we had a like we had a list. There was like three options. One was Gucci belts. Um, one of them was Beats headphones, and I, I'm not sure what the other one was. But uh, yes, we ended up going we ended up winning the first two and then we go into or so London comes to us and we ended up winning three, two or two, one. It was a greasy <laughs> game. And, and like, it was, and we all get off the ice. All the boys were like, um, so like we go to center ice, like raise our sticks. And we had like bowlers on the team. He was like doing the belt around the waist and stuff <laughs> like right at rock sweet. Cause he was, he was, he was pumped to get a Gucci belt. All the boys were loving it. And it was, it was honestly, uh, that was a fun three days. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> That's unreal. Because bowlers, that type of guy, he'd be he'd be yipping everyone. But oh um, yeah, he was he was going nuts. He was giving the crowd, firing them up, and then going the belt to rock, and it was it was funny. <laughs> so I also like I want to know too because we had a keel on like what two weeks ago now. We're asking yeah, a keel, like we were talking about like that series when you beat them. So and you you know you were there. Were you guys like were you selling that year? Or were you going for it, or like what was what was the deal? It was a weird year. Like so, going into that point, like before the trade deadline, I mean, like we like we had a really deep team. Obviously, we had like Stanika, we had Kaiser, we had like Broussard, who like those two guys ended up getting traded to um, Niagara. But like we somehow like with the guys we acquired, we just like honestly got better. Like we, like we were like looking to somewhat take a step back in a sense, but weren't like fully selling. But I mean, when we like, when we took that step back, we ended up getting more Z and then a bunch of picks. And then that like the year after it ended up working out with Tomasino too. Um, but also like with those picks we got from Niagara, like we got Sage in, we got Sal and Nitri, we got Matten who were, I mean, three or two forty goal scorers always, which you can't really complain about. And those guys, honestly, like they filled those spots better than honestly we expected. And when we went into Niagara, we were like, 
we know it was going to be kind of like a, it was going to be a little bit of a shit show. Like, cause you got both guys coming from two guys from each team now on the opposite team. And obviously there's a little bit of money on the board for those guys. Cause you want to, you want to win. So like when we like they have in their team, like they had J Robs, Danica, Akil, Maximovich, like they had just as deep as a team as we did. And then it was honestly a tight, tight series. And then like when, after we won, like it was just like, wow. Like it, nobody honestly expected us to win. Like, cause they had, bunch of first round talent on their team and then for us to come out of that win with a like a younger team it was it was crazy and then obviously you had to face auto in the next round which is which is a little unpleasant yeah but. you're walking into an absolute beast of a team there yeah that, like because i remember around the league everyone like we were all shocked we're like holy shit yeah. like yeah. they just beat niagara like that's insane because everyone was like niagara's front runner them yeah. in ottawa but like after that year, like going into your draft year, like we'll talk about draft year here a little bit, like going into it, did you kind of change anything off season training wise or just kind of stick to the program, do what you had to do and just like uh, go into the season and be positive? Um, I mean, obviously like I came off my year, I was pretty confident with myself and I thought I had a pretty good first year. And then obviously going into my second year, I, I obviously knew what I wanted to accomplish. Um, like I had a had a lot of goals in mind for myself going into the off season and things like that, but at the same time, like I didn't I didn't think of it as a, as um, a year any different than any other. Obviously, like this has basically come to now. Like in those years before, like it was basically a job to myself. It's a lifestyle. So like for myself, like you're doing it every day. Like there's nothing much you can really change. You're at the gym. You're on the ice every day. Like your nutrition and all that kind of stuff. It's always this it's always going to stay the same kind of kind of thing and um honestly there wasn't really much of a of a change but obviously you're going to push yourself harder and it's always going to be in the back of your head like it's always going to fuel you a little bit in the off season and then coming into the season obviously I wanted to wanted to really um, show what kind of player I was and obviously taking a little bit of a bigger role um and I mean it kind of showed out well for myself um I mean I thought I had a great two years and obviously things went well with myself going to Edmonton and honestly I don't even look back at that I just keep taking steps forward at this point yeah that's what I was gonna ask like you had 66 points in 62 games with 27 goals and it was it was a big year obviously like that's that's a great year for a 17 year old um Mm -hmm. in the Ontario Hockey League by any stretch of imagination so like you have to be confident going into the draft and everything. So like, how did, how did you feel that whole season? Were you like checking the rankings a little bit or were you just kind of focused on your thing and like figured everything would take care of itself? Um, you obviously like check the rankings here and there. You want to see what's happening in, in that kind of, in that kind of sense. But obviously like, I'm not, I'm not a guy who really puts too much on that kind of stuff. I kind of just keep an even keel throughout honestly 365 days. So I don't really, I don't really change my mindset too much, whether if I was on, whether I was on that draft list or I wasn't, I always like to like to change minds and turn heads. And that's kind of something I've done my first year, obviously with my dad being the owner, I, people had a lot of doubt my, with uh, myself and him being the owner there. And obviously I think I, I showed up well for those two years and showed everybody that honestly, where if he was there or not, I don't think those numbers would have changed any, anyway. So, I mean, I didn't really put too much uh, around that. I think, honestly, I'm just like I'm pretty pretty level headed with all that type of stuff, and I don't I don't really get too far ahead or too far below myself. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I think that's a good way to be positive attitude and kind of just like do it do it yourself. Make make the name on your own, and you've done a good job of that. So I'll flip it over to Ras because we want to know about the actual draft day itself. Yeah, and even just before the draft, one that just popped into my head. Um, Cause I was one of those people when I saw you get drafted to Oshawa, like I knew nothing about you. All I saw was like the owner's kid just got taken first round. Um, and I remember at the end of the year, like seeing okay, like he deserved it, like sick numbers out there. But uh, did you get a lot growing up? Like, Oh, like your dad's this, like you, you didn't earn it yourself. Like, did you get a lot of that stuff? Oh, I, every, like every game there would be, I don't think there'd be games. I wouldn't and honestly to date, like even yesterday playing auto, I still get it. Like there's not, like, there's not <laughs> date games where I don't get it. And honestly, like 
it's to the point where I like just look at guys and I just laugh. Like it's like to me, After it's, it's kind of yeah. Like I just like I just laugh in guys' faces. Like they, that, that stuff doesn't bother me. I just I honestly like when they say because it, it honestly makes them mad more than me. And like that, that type of stuff, like it's it's great, honestly. I know, I know my first chirp on Toolsy this year when we play. I'll just start giving it to him about rock. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be laughing at you. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, back to the draft, like fifth round of the Edmonton Oilers. Now, uh, can you just tell us about the draft? Obviously, it was like a COVID draft. So, um, tell us about the whole day and the moment you were picked. Yeah, I mean, so obviously going into that day. I- you got through the first round and then the second, it would have been, uh, I don't know if it was the Thursday or Friday or something like that. But I mean, there was talks like I had my agent there and a bunch of family. So like, it was obviously a good day just to be around a bunch of people and um, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, things, I, there wasn't really much to start. I didn't really hear much. Obviously my agent was doing real, having um, his phone on and stuff. He was making calls and was hearing a lot of stuff and, um, I mean, there was places where I was told to go and there's places where I wasn't told to go. So, I mean, um, it was kind of a roller coaster of emotions that day, obviously, um, like you obviously, I don't even know what to put it, but just that day. And in general, it's just, there's no words can describe, describe the feeling, honestly, like when you, you hear your name called, like you just, you're, you're going all over the map. You don't know what to do. You don't know whether to check your phone, hug your family, um like it's just a whole roller coaster of emotions but honestly just hearing my name called was honestly one of the bigger biggest like reliefs I've ever had because it's just showing like the hard work you've done in the past for yourself and it's just uh it's honestly like I was saying it's just a relief and like it just I actually honestly I still don't even have words for like I, I don't even have words to explain what that day felt like and I just it was just uh I don't even know. Just to, I'll just keep it as a yeah, roller coaster that, that for now. Yeah, that sums it up, man. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Um, did you have a lot of contact with Edmonton? Like, did you have a feeling when they were picking, like, this could be me here? Honestly, no. Like, they were probably – I think there's three or four teams that I didn't talk to, and they were one of them. Oh. So, I was kind of a – it was kind of a weird, weird, uh, like, interaction with them and myself. But at the same time, um, so before – like, going back before my OHL career um, – so I was, I had the opportunity to commit to Michigan and the coach there was Brian Wiseman, um, who now is the coach of, or assistant coach of Edmonton. And he, um, he played with my agent who's um, Perfetti's agent as well as Cam Stewart. So they kind of had a little bit of a connection and they played together for a little bit of time. So um, honestly, it kind of worked out because they're, they're, they're really good friends and it kind of, kind of helped my situation out a little bit. And um, obviously Brian seen me throughout um, past years and so he kind of knew what my game style was like and they ended up pulling the trigger on me and uh, it, it honestly ended up working out nice mm-hmm. now obvious follow-up question like there's no way you'd ever go NCAA right like that's just um, like a smoke screen to get make sure you get drafted where you wanted to I mean a little bit because at the same time like there, you didn't know where I was going to go um, in that draft like I was saying like Windsor if, like that kind of situation or somebody yeah. um, earlier maybe would have taken me like, and I didn't want to report there or something like that. Then maybe there was just that second option to go over there. But I mean, it was just uh, yeah, kind of like you were saying a little bit of a smoke screen, but um, it was, it wasn't much of talk, but there was definitely something there if I wanted to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good, good way to protect yourself. Like nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> Um, did you have any funny like questions and interviews and stuff? Like we, we had a funny one last week. Uh, the Islanders asked some funny mind questions, like anything like that from the draft question. Um, one of, uh, I mean, there was a bunch of like animal questions, like if you were an animal, like what would you pick and that kind of stuff. Um, I think one of them was if you could choose a car, like what would, what car would you choose? And I, I like, I want to say I chose like a, I want to say like a Lamborghini or something like that. Just, yeah. or actually I think it was a Mercedes just cause like, they're not like, they're, they're just like a, a car that everybody will go by. Like if like they have the money to afford it, blah, blah. And like, it's like a, it's a nice car, but like it does the job, like it's efficient, blah, blah. I was just making up stuff to, <laughs> to see what they do to like, to give them what they want to hear. But honestly, that was, I didn't even know what to say. Like some of those questions, like, 
I'm sure cards, he's got a couple of them too, but like, they're just like weird, weird questions. But I've heard in the past, like, um, McShane, who's my, who's my roommate. Um, he, I know he got, um, like in one of his interviews, I won't say the team, but he got like ripped in his, his interview. Like they just showed video of him just like getting torn apart and stuff. So, I mean, I've, I, I think I got some of the easier, easier interviews, but I know some guys have got tougher ones for sure. Yeah. And Rask, I wanted to hop in here because the tools you just mentioned, it, it kind of brought me to the point when he was talking about the car and stuff. And uh, yeah, like I said, I won't name the team, but like JT, Jack Thompson, OHL player of the week, I might add a little show about <laughs> there, but um, so he, he had an interview where they asked him what kind of animal he wanted to be. And I, I think if I remember right, well, I'll have to ask him this week and clarify, but I'm pretty sure he said, yeah, I want to be a squirrel because uh because they collect nuts and they're smart <laughs> what <laughs> yeah man i'm pretty sure he said he wanted to be a squirrel so i i, I know for sure he wasn't drafted by that team but uh <laughs> it all worked out because tampa got a good one i guys eight points in three games that's for so. sure seriously he's tearing it up right he now. could have said like squirrels because they sneak around and stuff like he's always doing that sneak drop down below beside the net type of play you know Bro, he, up. yeah. I guess the squirrel mentality is working though. So if you if you can put yeah. up numbers like that, you can be whatever. Yeah, you seriously. Yeah, you know what? Say what you want in the interviews. Just say like, look how I play, man. Like, watch my video cards. What would be your answer to the car question? Like, if you could be a car, what would you be? Like it, it would like I could say right now I'd be like yeah, a Lambo or whatever. No, but like, like if, yeah, if I'm I'm the Islanders right now, like I yeah, but like question, what do you answer? yeah. It, it's a lot different. Like when you, when I'm just like in there with like it, you, your answer would definitely change when like you have these big dogs staring you in the yeah, eye. Like, you got uh, eight guys looking at you through the screen. <laughs> yeah. They're scaring the crap out of you. So like, I don't know right now, but like if I was in there, I'd, I'd probably panic and just say something stupid, but, girl, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but um, speaking of cars, we'll move it over to planes. And you took a plane to Slovakia this year to play. <laughs> And um, I know there was a bunch of talks about like guys going overseas and like, obviously I ended up pulling trigger on it and JT and I were kind of like, we heard that Slovakia might've been an option on your team and stuff like that. And we weren't sure what was going on, but you end up going over there during the COVID season last year. And um, so just like, can you kind of just tell us how Slovakia went, like what it was like and like the lifestyle? So that was, uh, that was something else. I'll say that for sure. That, that, uh, that country for right when we got off the plane, we knew we were in one. Um, <laughs> like we, so they didn't even have like a main airport over there. Like you have to like go through Austria. So we first got there. We, so we landed in Austria and then we had to go across the border into Slovakia and like the driver they set us up with only had, it was like a one, it was a van basically, but there was four of us and, it was probably a little SUV size, but we all had two luggages, hockey bags, sticks. So we had four hockey bags. There's eight luggages, um, four like sticks everywhere. And we couldn't even fit. So Dave Jesus had to sit on my lap for the whole ride. And we had to go basically across the country because it was a four hour car ride. So he sat on my lap the whole way there. And it was hot as hell in the car, like no AC. You had to just roll windows down. You're going in and out of the mountains. And when we got there, like we looked on the maps, like we didn't know where we were, like, like in relativity to like where Bratislava is, which was like four hours away, like on the other side of the country. And that's like, that would probably be like the nicest city there. Um, but when we get there, like the, we, so we get to, they, basically showed us fake pictures fake um like fake and they told us like a bunch of fake stuff with like the hockey team and all that just to get us over there and so they were a last place team when we got in there and they hadn't won a game in over a full year so like 365 days almost two seasons go by they hadn't won a, a game and so we get there the first game we we play um pop Rat, who's who they were first place so we get there and we ended up losing 2-1 um and like that then they like were looking at us like we had like four eyes because like these guys just like they helped like they would get cleaned 11 nothing games like they this year they ended up getting relegated after we left um so like they were basically just a terrible hockey team and they like would they basically got us there for saying a bunch of fake things like 
the um uh, the hotel like they showed us like this whole different village that wasn't really there like they said there's like a whole city and all this kind of stuff there was not like we were closer to poland than we were to like the closest city in slovakia like there was nothing around us just surrounded by mountains like nothing and actually a funny story so where are like it wasn't even a hotel it was like a it was a house but it had three stories with like four or five rooms on each story and so across the across the road they had just like nobody we i don't think we saw anybody go there once but it was just like a, a caged off area with there was like alpacas llamas um chickens um uh there was um like these big i, I don't know what the name is but the big furry pigs just running around like nobody <laughs> would nobody would like there was nobody there the whole time and they would just run around all day and it'd be like minus 40 out like just sitting out there and it was like where what do we get ourselves into just seeing that across the street every morning it's just, it was just a it was crazy honestly at least you didn't but, go alone man no i know it was, it was honestly really nice to to go over there obviously with four other canadians because not one person on our team spoke english like no coach no player so like it was really hard for us to like um like translate things and when we got there the first game the coach like told the gm who spoke a little bit of english to he literally just said, just play Canadian hockey. He didn't care what we did. Just go out there and play and help him get wins. And we, ended, we ended up going, I think, eight or seven and 12. And we helped him get a couple, a few wins. But over there, was a, it was a shamble over time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember seeing snaps, too, of your little apartment or whatever you were in. And so what, how many, like, where, weren't you guys sleeping on the floor and stuff in the living room? So they, so they, so they said we'd all have our own separate rooms, but that somehow just fell through and we ended up. So the room was honestly, I would say 14 by, by 10, like to fit two guys. So we had, um, so me and Jesus stayed together, Porto and McShane stayed together. And then Robertson, he came a little later. He ended up getting his own room somehow. And then, but the, the beds were two single beds and Dave, like, I mean, I, I fit in it just, like just barely and Dave's a six, three, like he's lanky and his legs hang off the bed. So like, we ended up like, we ended up complaining to like the gym, like we can't sleep in here. Like it's literally like the smallest room. There's no AC, no nothing. The kitchen's in our bedroom. And we literally, so like we ended up getting, they brought us up like a mattress. So Dave was on the floor. And then I ended up putting the two single beds together to make a double <laughs> and um, Porto and, and McShane ended up doing the same thing, but it was just, the, the housing was just terrible. Um, honestly though, I will say the food was really pretty good over there. Like compared <laughs> to what everything else, the food was pretty good. Yeah. So at, at least there was some positive too. And, and I'm looking at the stat line right now, 77 PIMS in 19 games. So as bad as it was, were you just like so mad about your living that you'd just go and take it out and take pins all game or what was going on? So, there? um, actually, so I, I was all time 75, 75th and all time penalty minutes for that team and only 19 games with 77. Um, but I, uh, yeah, so I mean, I got in a, like, I ended up, I got in a fight over there, which I got a 17 minute and then another five because i need the kid and like i just took a run at him we were done so like it was like eight one at the time and i just took a liberty late in the game <laughs> and so i ended up getting a 22 minute penalty for that and like we had a bunch of just 10 like we would lose like the only teams we beat was like the second and third last place teams and other than that we just get wiped like eight nine one ten one eleven one it just wasn't even fun and it was just like yeah, like basically you literally just take your anger out when you're down 8-1 and you just run around, try and get on the board somehow, whether it be in the box or whether it be on the score sheet. And, I mean, I'll take it as a as an accomplishment for 75th overall with uh, those PIMs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right in the history books over there in Slovakia. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wild, man. And uh, I, I'm also curious, just like one more Slovakia question, because, I mean, for example, Karzi goes to Sweden. Like everyone kind of knows Sweden's a great hockey country. I didn't really know much about Slovakia hockey. Like, I don't know. Did, why, why not go somewhere a little more known? Um, I mean, 
at the time, like there was the opportunity to go to Sweden, but it was for the, um, it wasn't for their top league. And um, in Slovakia, it was their top league where we got, we were able to play. And I mean, what they told us was what I was saying before. Like they said a bunch yeah. of stuff just to get us over there. And like, I mean, honestly, it was, it wasn't bad hockey. Like there was a couple ex NHL guys that played there that were from Europe. Um, it wasn't honestly a bad league. Like it was, it was probably like an East coast hockey league type play. Like it was just big guys that just like had no skill, but it was like hard, strong, like gritty hockey. But like, I would definitely say the skill was definitely not there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And how do you find yourself on the big ice? you like that? I honestly, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty fun. Like it gives you like, it gives you more just space, more time with the puck. And like, I got like me, like, I mean, I'm not the fastest guy out there, but like, I love when I have more ice to use because I just, you're able to make more things happen and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was nice. And I honestly didn't really find it much of a difference unless like the games were 10 one and you're just scrambling all of the ice, but most games were fine. Yes. And then just bringing it back to Edmonton. I'm just curious when you signed, did you buy anything? Like, did you reward yourself? Like what's the first big purchase you kind of made? I feel Um, like you're a fashion guy. You, You get a bunch of clothes or something. I'm a, I'm I'm not bad. Like I, I do like my fashion. Um, so I actually I'm yet to get paid yet. So I get paid next Friday. Okay. So I'm waiting to pull the trigger on something. But I mean I'm pretty I'm pretty big with like um like cars like jet skis like those kind of stuff like um so I'm I'm trying to convince my dad to get myself like a new new engine on my car just to make the thing a little louder. Um, so he's what looking into that. Um, I have a range right now. Okay. So I'm just trying to get a little louder, but I mean, other than that, like I was actually going to consider buying a Louis bag. Um, but actually when I was in, um, when I came back from Edmonton, like, cause I just turned 19 when, well, not just but in April, I turned 19. So I ended up going to the casino here and my first time ever, I, I hit a slot machine for a couple hundred bucks and I ended up winning 2400 bucks so i ended up just spending that on a, on a louis bag so i didn't have to dip into the the signing bonus quite yet yeah gambling's <laughs> always better <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's I, nice. <laughs> actually yeah hey Cozy, i was crying to your, your instagram post the other day with your location pickering casino yeah. i was oh, loving yeah. that oh yeah we uh we make quite a few visits there um weekly so i mean we've had our fair oh. share there <laughs> Double, double your paycheck. Why not? You're 470. Yeah, Make it 470. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, yeah. So then, well, I guess we can, we talked about it a little bit, but like this year in Oshawa, like how's the team looking? Obviously, the league's really young and stuff. And, um, but like you guys have that Richie guy. He looks pretty sick. And other than that, like how's the team doing? I mean, obviously, we're off to a slow start um, right now, but I think. That's kind of a lot of teams right now. Obviously, with a lot of young new players, it's they're kind of getting that touchy feel um, position as well. But I mean, I think we're like we're taking the right strides as of right now. Obviously, it's just not showing for it. But I mean, we don't we're like we have a lot like a decent amount of older guys who've, who've been around the league. Like we have Morsey, we have Jesus, we have um, Harrison, myself, and then we have like McSorley, a couple of guys. And Hiller played. now. Hiller now too. Um, so I mean like yeah we got like a bunch of guys who played a decent amount of games in the league and they know what it's about but I mean like you're saying guys like this new Richie guy he's is honestly like seeing myself as a 19 year old to a guy who's 16 that just is able to do those things that I can do and even better it's honestly there's nothing that that honestly like makes it puts a smile on my face, especially to put play on his line. Cause you know, you can depend on a guy like that, especially at such a young age. Um, but I mean, he's, he's an exceptional player and he's uh, he's going to have a really, uh, really good career this year and hopefully to keep, keep things going for the, for the future. And then individually, like, how are you feeling coming back from camp? Like, I know I kind of find myself in a little bit, a little bit of a lull early, but like, I don't know. How about you? Yeah, I I do the same thing. Like coming back, like you come from skating with McDavid and Drysaitel, and then you come back here and you're playing with guys who just came out of minor midgets. Uh, a little bit of a step back, but I mean, like it's I don't even know like how to explain how 
the just the difference between that that hockey to now with this type of hockey it's crazy but i mean obviously a lot of players are going through it at the same time i think it's some point it's just gonna it's gonna help us in the long run i mean some of these guys don't know what it's like to play 68 game season and so like that's gonna i think gonna be a really big advantage on the guys who have played so i think it's just gonna it's going to work out in our favor. It's just kind of weird hockey right now, and it's just, it'll probably all even out pretty soon. Yeah, that's what I've noticed around the league. It's more like a lot of ping pong, like not yeah. a ton of possession yet. I think everyone's got to settle in. Like even, yeah. even like all the older guys too. Like a lot of guys haven't even played in 570 days or something like that. Seriously. So there's a lot to be done, but Rask, I'll flip it over to you here. All right, we'll take it into the personality questions now. So a good first one. How would your teammates describe you? Um, Other than I definitely say, gambler. <laughs> I would definitely say, um, I would say one of those for sure as of right now. <laughs> um, but I definitely would say one of the, um, just a guy, like honestly, a guy that just keeps it chill, like funny. Like I like to mess around with the guys, especially like now being like a leader on the team. I like to just mess around with the rookies. Um, I even mess around with the older guys, like, um, we like to play pranks like with all the older guys in Ottawa last night. We were messing around with a couple of guys' rooms and stuff like that. So, I mean, I like to play a couple of pranks on guys here and there and keep things loose. But uh, I definitely, I definitely give it a, those two. All right. Uh, this one's a funny one. Think about this one carefully. If you were stranded on an island for a month with three other members of the Edmonton Oilers organization, who would you want them to be? It could be players, staff, anyone. First, I'll have to go Cassian, just because Windsor boy. Um, he's one of my buddies. He sure protect you probably, too, man. Yeah, Big he'll guy. protect me from anything. He's not scared of anything out there. So I'll, I'll definitely give him with the number one spot. Um, I'll have to give the number two spot to Clowder. Um, because he's just—I mean, cards. You know, he's a—he's a goofball. He's funny as hell. Um, and he's just a different. He's a—he's a different character as well. So. And I, I love him. He's a good guy. So I'll definitely take him as number two. Um, number three, you just got, I think you just got to go with Connor. Like he's, you cannot not slip up on that opportunity. <laughs> All right. I like that answer. That's good. Um, how do you eat a cupcake? Mm, I take icing off all first. I go icing uh, off all the way. And then I and then I take the, the package off and then I I'll probably eat the top half and throw the bottom half away. <laughs> okay. All right. I like that. Top half's where it's at. Um if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh. I think it'd be the fly. I think that'd be pretty cool. Just you go wherever you want, fly around the world, yeah. send up wherever you want and however long it takes. But I think that would be I think that or that is being invisible because like, you can just mess with people. It's, they know don't know what's coming. <laughs> you just mess around with people, like just pull some pranks or do some do some shit to them. But I, I think one of those <laughs> one of those two for sure. I love it. Um, now we're gonna go in. Rask introduced this a few weeks ago, and we've had some good uh, good clips and good content from this. So it's the hard hitting questions segment. So uh, we'll get into your feelings here at first. Uh, the do you believe in love at first sight? Uh, no. Uh, for myself, no. <laughs> but maybe some other people, definitely, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I've, I've heard people, like, I know some guys, like, McShane, my roommate, he's still with his girlfriend from high school. Like, they've they've been together for seven years now. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's love at first sight for them, too, definitely. Like, they're living together now in Sweden, and whatever but for myself it's it's uh, yet to come <laughs> yeah well one day down the road for you Jules. hopefully uh, what, is, what is your biggest regret if you have one um honestly i've been asked this a lot and i honestly don't think i have any regret regrets i'm not gonna lie like like i just live with what i with what i choose and whatever happens happens whether the outcome yeah. yeah maybe just your your apartment in slovakia maybe that's one yeah seriously yeah. seriously <laughs> um and then last one if you had three wishes anything you want 
other than other wishes, what would you wish for? Definitely some money, a big bag. <laughs> um, um, oof. Oh, oof, that's tough, actually. Honestly, I have no <laughs> we need I an answer. I'm gonna give you an answer. This may take a little bit here, though. <laughs> that's oh. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm gonna go to win a Stanley Cup. Like obviously, I'm okay. gonna want to win a wish to Stanley win a Stanley Cup one day. A big bag too, and <laughs> mm. oh, I I, th- I want to meet Drake pretty bad too. <laughs> Drake would be a, be a sick uh, sick one to do. So I think definitely those three I'll go with for now. <laughs> All right, I love it. Um, we'll take it into some fan questions. First one, a couple of people want to know uh, what stick do you use and what specs on it? Um, I used the Bauer Nexus, the Geo. Um, I used uh, the P28 curve, it's a pretty big curve. And then, other than that, there's no other specs, just the. Just Yo, is, that the is that the one with the, the weird shaft? Um, yeah, but I didn't get the weird shaft, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't yeah. like it. I, I and, used that. And, in it was brutal. Yeah, I don't like. It. I told him to swap it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. What's your favorite show? I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a big Netflix guy. I. I just nothing. Like I watched. I just finished Squid Games and didn't didn't really go over well with me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it. All right. Um, who's the best chirper you've played with? I have. I'd have to give it to uh, probably either Matt Broussard, who we traded to ended up trading to Niagara. He was. He had some good one-liners. He would throw. I think that guys. was Keel's answer too. Yeah, he was. He was pretty good. Um, I mean, I I've yet to play with him, but I, what I've heard is um, Brad Malone, who plays for the captain of Bakersfield now. I mean, I've heard it all over that he's he's got some good one-liners and um, just even from playing in the inner squad games, like he'll he'll throw chirps right at you and he's they they'll give you a, a little smirk for sure. Okay. Uh, this one is one that I also wanted to ask because you grew up around the generals and stuff. So do you have like a favorite hockey memory at any point in your life? Even like not playing, but just like something you've seen. I mean, I definitely have to say the Mem Cup. Um, obviously, yeah. obviously not winning it for myself, but just being around it. Like I was, I don't think that year, I think I was in grade seven. And I don't think I went to school once that year. <laughs> like I would be at the rink every single day, just like whether it be practice workouts, like games, like that year was just, it was honestly crazy for myself and like my family. Cause obviously my dad's been pushing really hard to win, win a championship for, for this team. And he's put a lot into it. And obviously to be there with um with him and like to spend that moment it was it was really good really good accomplishment for himself and and the team and it was a really good um reflection for my family as well yeah that's awesome sick memory um yeah you're a prankster you like being around pranks what's the best prank you've ever seen um i don't know if i could say it on the podcast (laughs) Um, that's how you know it was good yeah but i mean like we we like to we like to do like there's a lot of tornadoes that go around throughout the throughout the hotels when we get the when we get to an overnight game but um yeah there's definitely a a bunch that i i i will keep off the pod for now (laughs) fair enough (laughs) yeah it's gotten me into a little bit of trouble so we'll stay off that (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll revisit that after uh, in twenty years, and we'll we'll get to get stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, favorite off ice activity? Um, I'd honestly say ATVing or like wake surfing. I'm pretty yeah. big. Like, I love like just speed. Like, I love ATVs, dirt bikes, um, jet skis, boats. Like anything with a motor, I love. And actually, that reminds me. Do you want to talk about like what happened to you on the jet ski, though? 
Yeah, so I'll I'll send I'll try and send I have the picture like I'll show you it like that's the sky I still got it. Oh man, yeah. So um, when I was Every, everyone quick plug everyone check out the YouTube if you want to see <laughs> the scar. Show it one more time for the YouTube viewers. Show them some love. Wow, holy. Yeah. So when I was fourteen, I'll send you over the picture too. It's pretty gnarly. But when I was fourteen, um, so like it was me, um, two of like my buddies that I played junior hockey with, um. We were just like out on the jet skis one day and we we're going to um there's a restaurant on the water where you and so like we we're going to like dock our boats and get gas. And my sister and her friend were um like trailing behind us like a couple hundred yards back on theirs. And it was like honestly, it was a calm day, like didn't think anything of it. And we were just going and out of nowhere, like they like we were full trigger. So, so like our jet skis, like they're not they're not slow. Like we were going set we were 70 miles an hour, which was full throttle on the thing. So um so like we just were going and then all of a sudden like these there was like a patch of waves that just like came out of nowhere and like they were pretty big and the first one i went over like we got some pretty good air and i let off the trigger like for the gas and when you let off the trigger you kind of like stall for a bit and like you go forward and like when you hit the water but like for us we landed we hit it sideways so like we all flew so we all flew off the jet ski so i went over the jet ski and my two buddies fell behind me and the jet ski um, just kept going. Cause we were going so fast. They just like, it probably drifted probably 30, 40 yards in front of us. And um, so like, we all like get off, we're all laughing and like, we're all in the water. And I look behind me over my left shoulder to like, look at the guys to see like if they're all right. And we we're all just laughing. And I look over and I just see a big pool of blood, like surrounding me oh. and like the life jackets, like kind of like a tank top kind of it's so like in the picture I can send you, you can see the tendon and I just seen all white. And like, I just, I just scream and I started screaming at that point. And my two buddies, they were a year older than me at the time. The one had to pick me up. Cause like, I couldn't swim like with one arm. And so like, he like picked me up and like tried to swim. And my sister and her friend were on the other jet ski and they thought we were joking around. Like, and um, they were going to keep driving past us. But like they saw us waving to them, like they like they're like we heard you, like it honestly like looked like it was a joke. But they just wanted to check it out, and they came over there, and my sister had um, her shirt on, and she like saw it, and they were like they like jumped in the water, grabbed me, put me on the back of the jet ski, and she tied her shirt around my arm, just like whatever. And she was only like seventeen at the time, and like she's um, she's freaking out, like she's fully covered in blood, like all over. And so we're like hauling, hauling ass back to the place and we finally get there and it's like a nice, nice, like little like patio outside. And I, we just come flying and everybody hears me screaming on a Sunday afternoon, like blood all over my sister. So they called, they ended up calling the ambulance and whatever. And they said like, everything's going to be fine. Um, it's just like, it's just like a, a tear in the skin, blah, blah. And I'm getting to the, so they ended up taking me to the hospital and my dad's in the back of the truck with me. And he goes, why, um, why aren't they turning on the sirens? And they go, we only turn the sirens on for life or death or life or limb. So like, if you're not like a limb or you're not, if it's not life or death, they don't turn the sirens on, which is something like, I didn't know at the time. And then, so we, we finally get to the, the hospital and then the guy across from me, actually, he had um, like a face mask and a full suit and was handcuffed to the bed because he was spitting on all the nurses and he was pe- like peeing all over the floor and stuff. And like, like pooing himself too and all you this guy was just swearing yelling like and i'm across from screaming my like um screaming at the top of my lungs because they're sticking they had to so when i had to get the stitches they lifted up the flap of skin and nailed shots all inside my arm and i think it was like four or five shots and i like that was the most pain i've ever been in i ended up getting 35 stitches um and then like a couple days later like the OPP came to my house, whatever. And they actually tried to charge my dad like criminally because I was so young and I didn't have my license, but like I've, I was riding jet skis two years before that. And so like, I knew how to drive them. It was just like a freak accident. And, but like I, everything ended up being okay and like whatever. And you now I just got the wicked scar and a nice story oh. to tell. Oh, Holy. disgusting. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I, I saw the picture actually. You're asking, well, you'll have to make a you got to make a clip out. I'll of throw it up uh, on the YouTube too, just to reward our YouTube viewers. Yeah, I'll send I'll send it to Cardi. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. But I mean, getting 
getting back onto a, a better topic, I guess we could talk f- favorite pregame pump up song. Um, uh, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill for sure. Yeah, that's that's always a good one to go to. Yeah. And then, lastly, here before we wrap things up, do you have any game day rituals? Um, not really. No, I kind of just keep things cool. I kind of, if things aren't there, then just forget about it. But mm-hmm. no, I wouldn't say I don't really have any rituals. I kind of just, I mean, I keep doing, I do the same stuff, but I wouldn't say if something was, wasn't there, it's going to bother me or be in my head or anything like that. So good to know. Um, but yeah, I think from us, like Rask. Yeah. Just for the listeners. Cause I, I told Toolsy before we got on, but um, when we first started this, he was one of our first followers and uh it's good to finally get you on and meet you and someone who supported us from the beginning card so yeah for me like it's been awesome and it's been a fun one so i appreciate you taking the time yeah no i just want to say thanks for having me as well so yeah was a fun, and then, fun podcast yeah and from me as well yeah just super happy i'm glad we eventually kind of sorted things out and got this one yeah. finished up but oh, yeah, uh, it, was, uh, it was good yeah, so just obviously congrats on the contract. That's huge on the C, obviously, as well. And uh, and good luck this year, but uh, don't don't finish ahead of Barry. That's the key thing. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we need to get you in a red and white jersey pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to thank Tools for that. That was a, a good one, and it's cool because, like, I've always known, like, I've seen him play a bunch of times in Oshawa and stuff, and I remember we were trying to recruit one of the kids there on Oshawa, one of the overagers at one point. So I was at a bunch of, I was actually at a bunch of those playoff games we talked about against Niagara. Um, and I remember seeing Tulio light it up and have him on the podcast. Now guy I watched a couple of times. It's pretty cool. He's a very nice guy. So yeah, shout out to us for, for coming on. <laughs> yeah. It's nice little compliments from Ras there, but yeah, like you said, and like we mentioned, um, Tool's been a fan of the pod for a while too. And I know me and him have been discussing it for a while to get him on here. So it's, it's good to get him on and get uh, get his episode out there finally. And before we uh, get into Squid Game, I have to say that the Buffalo Bills are an absolute wagon, bro. Another yeah. win over the Kansas City Chiefs, who's also nasty. So my Bills are buzzing. And uh, I actually watched the game. I watched another game too. Um, I watched the Chargers Browns game. Did you see that at all? Yeah, unbelievable football game. It was the sickest game I've ever seen. It was like 41 points scored in the in the fourth quarter or something. It was like just so crazy at the end there. And there was like the one guy missed two field goals. Like what a what a loser. Oh, you want to talk about missing field goals, bro? So your team, here's another, here's a Green Bay update for everyone. So they obviously they won 25-22 in overtime. But from the two minute and 18 second mark in the fourth quarter to like this overtime, and overtime is only 10 minutes, mind you there was five missed field goals between the both of the teams. They kept like going down and it was like, okay, the team's going to win it right here. Green Bay is going to win it. Nope. Missed field goal. And then we're like, Oh, since he's going to win it. Nope. Missed field goal. Missed field goal. Missed field goal. Missed field goal. It was crazy. Well, actually I meant to clarify like that. Um, not field goal, like two point after touchdown kicks were missed by in that other game. Like they were just brutal misses from that close. Oh yeah. The extra points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. You, what were you saying? Yeah, no, I was just saying they just kept missing, and then ultimately, like, Green Bay kind of came out with the win there. So uh, a lot of missed field goals, a lot of bad stuff going on, but your other team came out with the win too. So you had yeah. Green Bay and Bills, and obviously the Cowboys won as they should. I, I watched some of that game too. I've been buzzing on the NFL this week. I sent you a snap cheering for the Cowboys. No, you were cheering for the Giants, bud, and they got <laughs> wiped as they should. The Cowboys look dominant once again, so – Let's just keep that wave rolling. And I mean, that's pretty much it from the NFL standpoint. Nothing really crazy going on, but uh, that we need to report on anyway. But uh, let's let's get into Squid Game a bit. I know we're both on uh, episode four or five anyway. And Yeah, so we won't be spoiling it, it for anybody because we're not even done ourselves. But it was uh, it's one of those shows that, I mean, I, I, I guess I could say I like it now, but it's you know, I don't like it or dislike it. It's just really captivating and like you want to see it. It's uh, is that fair to say? Yeah. Like I don't necessarily like, I wouldn't be like, yeah, no, I like this show, but it's like one that like every episode you're on a cliffhanger and it's like, Hey, like I have to watch the next episode or I'm going to like, 
I don't know. I just going to miss out. You know where I'm at right now. The biggest cliffhanger is the one where they're doing the tug of war and right. It, that's where it ends, man. Like on that scene, I haven't watched the next episode yet. It's, it's crazy. I'm a little bit ahead of you then. And you're in for a little bit of a treat and I know a bunch of people have finished it. So I don't know, maybe we'll be done by next week and be able to report on it all, but I don't yeah, know. The we listeners don't... should watch it so we can talk about it next week. I feel like it's been out long enough that people have known about it long enough that most people are probably done. Like we're the slow ones, I think at this point. Yeah, hundred percent we are. Yeah. So we'll, we'll try to get it done and we will talk about the rest, but yeah, man, it just, the first episode went from zero to hundred so fast. Cause I, I just wasn't expecting everyone to just get shot up. Like I just wasn't ready for it. I don't know. No one told me like what it was about. Right. Um, yeah. So I just, I just didn't know, but yeah, that one, and then you're on the edge of your seat, the whole rest of the show. Like it was honestly, it's pretty good. So that's, uh, that's what's up in the squid game, squid game world. It reminded me cause you used to have your little, uh, the, the Snapchat story with the, you had a squid on your name. Card. Yeah. And yeah. I can never think about squid again or whatever like i just i don't know um i guess we could send it to you with uh the outro here that's kind of all we got all right i might have to just take this one cardsy's internet is in shambles right now and he is currently no longer in the call so i think i'll just try to do his part as best as i can and you know it's gonna be a a nice week weather wise he seems to say that every week for some reason uh so you know enjoy the last Little bits of warm weather. Go out to a Colts game. Support the boys. Go out to a Brock Badgers game too. Why not? We're loud fans now. So um, everybody have a good week. Uh, we love you for listening to the podcast. And we're looking forward to another one next week. <laughs>